Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to our Family Faith in the Village podcast. This is a podcast designed for you at home, for families, for parents, anyone that's trying to raise faithfully and fully committed disciples of Jesus Christ. I'm Zachary Wall, and I'm joined alongside my co-host and uh, colleague, uh, Steve Miller. And today, we're going to be talking about what to do inside the house. We've been in the home for a while now with technology, with family devotionals, with family dinner, and kind of piggybacking off of all that stuff. Today, we thought we would talk about hospitality and how do we foster a home and children and just all of us, how, how can we be more hospitable? Well, Zachary, as we've done so many episodes now, we've come back to the examples that we set being so um, important for building faith in our kids and growing faith in our marriage and all those different things. And, and we've talked a lot about the modeling and the behavior that you show may be the behavior that, that your children's faith grows into and those type of things. And hospitality is... I think a great way to build an example and to build faith. Um, you know, I've got a few down and I'm sure you've got a few as well. There are so many verses in the Bible that either specifically say and translate to hospitality yep. or they translate to something else, which essentially is hospitality, right. a mindset, right. a treatment, a way we act. Yep. Yep. Um, so hospitality in your home. And, and I think we can talk a little bit today about um, you know, the church being hospitable when people come to visit, things like that. Um, going out to lunch with or dinner after an evening service with friends from church and with visitors. That's all very hospitable. But to your point, how do we get it into the home? How do we take some of right. the same things that are very important to us in our church life when we leave the church building into our homes? And, and I do believe it, it has a huge impact on faith. I think it's a a huge example that you set for your children, especially when, um, you know, just right out of the gate, you look at, um, and I had, like I said, I have a list, but Hebrews 13 two, um, do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers for thereby some have entertained angels unaware. That's a great one. I love that one. I have written down Romans twelve thirteen. It's probably maybe on your list as well. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. And I wanted to look what that word hospitality meant. I, I found a definition Because for too. two words, uh, it's phileo, Greek word for love, and then another Greek word for stranger. So loving strangers. That's really That's what, what it, it comes is. down to. It's really um, one of the ones I found and mine, rather than going to, to the Greek or those things, was just... I don't know, one of the online dictionaries, and it said, the friendly and generous reception and entertainment of guests, visitors, or strangers. Yeah, yeah. It's really, it's incredible. And I, I, I think back to in Genesis when Abraham was met by the three visitors who he didn't know, and maybe that's what the Hebrews passage is talking about, entertaining angels, Um when he just he runs out to meet them, he hurries to meet them. He feeds, he feeds them. Uh, he does all these things to make sure that they feel very hospitable. Uh, and another another word that always came up when I thought of hospitable was simply the word welcome, or welcoming. So I think maybe hosp hospitality 
goes beyond having to have people into our house. I, I don't think that's the only way that having we can be hospitable. Feel welcome. Right. And that's where we go back to the yeah. church mindset. That's what, right. what all churches are seeking and visitors and people that but how do you foster that where people would feel welcome in your home at any time? People would feel welcome and you are approachable to other people. I think that yeah. ties in very well. Yeah, absolutely. So I've written down some ways that we can show hospitality. As a family, we could show hospitality. I grew up in a house where we had people over quite often. Uh, it was usually either our youth group or groups that were passing through doing mission work in the town where I was at. Uh, so we always had groups of people over, but one of the first things that I have in my notes here is it doesn't matter how many nope. you have. It doesn't. It really matters who you have. You know, it's one thing to have uh, your friends and your family over. That's great, and I think you should do it. But it's another thing to invite those people who are maybe marginalized. Maybe they sit alone at church and that's who you want to have over. Or maybe they are new and they don't have many friends, right. things like that. Seeking those people out is huge. And, and that's where just this idea of hospitality really mirrors all of Christianity. Seeking those things out, being approachable, um, being different in a way that people see and want to be a part of it and feel welcome. I mean, it just ties in so well, really, even with the gospel message and, yeah. and, and how we do that. It's really the second greatest command, love your neighbor as yourself. That's really hospitality, It right? is. <laughs> it is. I mean, that's a definition of it right there. Thanks for listening. We're done for the yeah, week. Right? Exactly. <laughs> uh -huh. But no, I, and Zachary makes a great point. It doesn't, doesn't always have to be in your house. It doesn't... Um, have to be anything fancy we've had um great success now my wife loves to make stuff whether it's cook bake um all kinds of things so anytime we have people over and to zachary's point which we will have a someone we're very close to and someone we've never had over before we might have them over at the same time and and she loves to cook and do things but we've done things before and i guess that's getting back one of the easiest things to do is do like a brown bag thing, have people pick up maybe their own food, right. but still get together, whether yeah. it's at your house or at a park or something. Absolutely. Um, so, so you don't always have to think dinner party, what am I gonna make? How do I right. make this all work? Yeah. Um, to really build something that's um, hospitable, if you will. Uh, you know, start with that. We always, the other question people are like, well, I, I do it, but, and there's, there's all kinds of lists. And we've had to, as a family, work through those. We, for a long time, we thought, well, we don't have enough space to have a lot of people over. Yeah. Uh, and then it comes back to, well, if we're not using the space we have for this, who's to say we would use a bigger space for it? So we really had to right. to make a mindset that we wanted to use the space we had, and we yep. rearranged some things, and we got another table and set it up. And um, then you have, well, I would do it, but... I don't know what to tell people to bring or, you know, things like that. Or my house isn't clean. Right. right. Or, you know, whatever it may be. And that, again, that comes back to, it doesn't have to be at your house. You can right. be hospitable and, and make people feel welcome in some, some entities and some places outside the home. But there's always easy things to have people bring like ice or a dessert or, you know, don't let, I don't know what to do with this or I don't know what to do with that. 
um, or even have them bring their own food from the drive-thru, whatever mm-hmm. it may be. Have a little potluck at your house. Right. There's all kinds of, we put all kinds of hurdles in a lot of things we do, and especially a lot yeah. of things we do within church and ministry and and uh, just those kind of relationships. But really, you say, you know, it really is that love your neighbor as yourself. I completely agree. And it really is what the church was set up as in the end of Acts 2. It was together and yeah. eating together Absolutely. and buying and selling right. and figuring things out. Um, together and that to me really is hospitality and maybe the main point of all this is if you want to be hospitable within your home then you're going to create an atmosphere or an environment where people feel loved and welcomed wherever that is like you said in a park in your house uh, just you know somewhere that's that's what it that's what it's all about and I, I've heard this said by grandparents, even by my parents. Back in the old days, <laughs> as the saying goes, going to people's house was very common. Right, Going to people's house, just visiting with them, sitting down, having coffee, something. Right. That was very common. That's kind of a lost art today. It is. You don't sure. go to people's houses anymore. Nope. And... It probably ties into some of the other statistics that we've thrown out that we see with numbers going different directions and unexpectedly changing. It is um, definitely different. Obviously, uh, we've talked in our technology one a little bit about social media and that that technological side of being social has replaced a lot of the face-to-face interpersonal things that, that you probably think about when you think about hospitality and opening your home and having people over. You feel like... You got your however many friends on Facebook with you all the time, so you don't <laughs> right. maybe um, don't maybe take a step to, to do that. But as we reference, you can't replace the face to face and the nope. interpersonal, especially when it comes to making people feel welcome and making people feel encouraged and things like that. It's always going to be different face to face than it is electronically. Yep. And so it's a huge opportunity. And hospitality is not um, a one-sided thing. I said our family tries to have people. We love to have people over. And not unlike we've talked about when you teach a class, a lot of times you learn more by teaching it. Even if it's a little kid's class, yep. you pick up on stuff. Yeah, for sure. Uh, for us, having people at our house is the same way. It's, you know, hopefully people have a good time. Maybe we play a game. Maybe we just sit and talk and have a meal together. But when they leave and they're thankful and everybody's had a good time, then we're like, that was awesome. You know, we right. get so much out of it, too, yeah. and so much edification Absolutely. and encouragement. Um, uh, hospitality is a double-edged sword. It, it can be really good for the people around you, but it can be really good for your family, too. Uh, and it for teaches sure. your kids. I mean, when my kids have to think about other people coming in the house, sharing and playing and... and um, you know, making compromises when it's we got a house full of other people's kids. Maybe every game doesn't get played or things like that. They they figure out a lot of things like we used to kind of talk about on the playground. Kids have to figure out a lot at school, the old playground justice thing. It's kind of the same thing when you get a big crowd to your house or even a couple other families. It gives your kids a really good time to develop some of that yeah. as well. So so we see, see hospitality not just as something that we get to do for other people, but but it does a lot for us, and right. I think it's huge um, in building kind of where our family's faith yeah, is at. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great one. Having people for anything into your home, I 
I get to service the youth minister at our church here. And one of the great things that we have done in the past that we haven't done in a long time was have devotionals in people's houses. Right. And it's just a whole nother, a whole nother level of comfort and just you know, it's just a whole different atmosphere than if we do it anywhere else. And the, sometimes it seems like the exact same message, you get more out of it in that yes. little bit more cozy, a little right. bit more relaxed environment than just the structure of a classroom. Sometimes it's why teachers move classes to different places. Even in elementary school, you think about how cool it was when you got to go outside for something that was normally a part of inside. It's kind of the same thing. How cool is it when you get to sing a church song as a kid at home with another group of people or, or how cool is it when you get to do a devotional and it's everybody sitting around on the couches rather than in their chairs or tables at Bible class. It's, exactly. It just brings another level right. that's, um, that's huge. And yep. again, it's great for the people that you have over, but it's it's also great for you. It's that, I mean, hospitality, hospital, right? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're same root words, same things that really come back to welcoming and caring for other people. But don't sell it short that it doesn't do so much for your family as well um, when you're able to do it. And, and we love going to other people's houses, too. I mean, right. Um, and, and how you do that, how you show your kids how to be a, a good guest comes back to hospitality as well. Absolutely. Because there's a certain amount of um, relationship you build with the people who are hosting you. Like you talked about hosting missionaries. You know, think about that's a two-way street. It builds so much in them, but it does so much. did so much for yeah, your family when, when you guys would host those groups. And right, things. right. So I wrote down a few specific things that maybe you could do as a family. And the first thing I have written down was just help new people on the block or in your neighborhood. If someone's moving in um, or if you see someone moving out, that's a great opportunity to, you may not in that moment, they may not be ready to come into your house. If they just moved, they may want to vet you a little bit and kind of know who you are. Uh, but if they're moving out, uh, take, them, take them some cookies, take them a banana bread. Just help, help them in any way. Just make them feel as if they're important, as if they're loved, as if the ones coming in are welcome within your neighborhood, just something simple like that. Um, but I think that fostering this hospitality and this hospitable atmosphere within your home translates to other areas of your life. So if you have a hospitable home, I think we're so much more likely to show that hospitality at church right. or at school, where you go and sit with that person that's alone at lunch, or you go... Uh, and you make sure that someone finds their way to the correct Bible classroom. It's just, it's a whole lifestyle. Yep. It's not just one aspect of your life. No, and, and to that point, one of the verses that I had down, and when I read it, I kind of took a different spin that I hadn't even um, necessarily thought about, but Galatians 6 and 10, uh, and this translation, So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. So I think a lot of times with hospitality, we almost take it the other way. We think about, oh, we've got to invite that person from work over who doesn't go to church, but maybe we can build a relationship and get them to come to church. Right. We've got to be hospitable yep. to fellow students and get our kids that way. And that's all true. But don't neglect that just spending time with people from church, yeah. with people of the faith, 
is huge. Absolutely. Uh, it's going to be huge for them and their household, and it's going to be huge for you and yours. So so that one jumped out at me. I marked it because, because again, it's a great outreach tool. It is yeah. the outreach tool that I think grew the church at its fastest rate in the end of Acts 2. Right. But don't neglect the fact that it was also something just for the body, just just for growing and strengthening and, and uh, just huge blessings there. You think of all the times or all the people in our church uh, who are, you know, they'll attend a Sunday morning, but may not attend Wednesday night or Sunday nights or any other church activity other than Sunday morning worship. And you think about what that does if you ask them to your house and you just share a meal with each other or you just share time together. I think in the long run, that's going to be just as beneficial beneficial and fruitful as having that person over from work right or doing something like that if if you can get all the people from your church and your community of faith fired up and motivated i think man that's gonna be an amazing ripple effect and you know one of those kids from another house or one of your own kids you know what's their value compared to that one person from work it's the same so why wouldn't you do those things to, to grow each and every one of them each and every opportunity you have yeah absolutely i remember steve in my house growing up in a house of six it'd be easy sometimes for us four kids to kind of take the back seat when we had people over to make it a parent thing right. uh, but i think if we really want to foster this hospitable home and families and we need to make sure that our children are involved in that process as right. well whatever that is and it's it, it can be simple things as to your kids are used to grabbing other people something to drink when they right. come to your house yep or your kids are used to um they don't fix a plate before the guests do or things like that when you can do those type of things yes it's good manners it's it's you know developing some of that but it's really about teaching hospitality and when they learn that stuff uh, it just carries over into so many things you know you you talked about um, the history of it in your family and and my mom uh, as I've said in other podcasts uh, we were not just super active in church until I was you know 13 14 years old um, but my mom was always hospitable she was always um, doing something for people from school even before we were active in a church or doing something with people from work or, yeah. I mean she, that was just kind of, uh, we used to joke, and still today, if I had to count, it might be like 40. There are 40 places to sit in her house right now. I mean, she just has wow. random chairs <laughs> thrown around that she can grab. Um, so that was always a part of our family. It was always a big deal to us. But what really brought us into the fold, if you will, as far as church activity was we visited a church where all of a sudden people were inviting us over and people were um, wanting to get together with us. And it, it just... We just felt connected. We felt that hospitality. At that time, uh, that church basically had the mission and the mindset. It wanted to be the friendliest church in town. And they put that out there. And they challenged their people. And it was huge because it matched up with what my mom thought a church should be. Because that hospitality was kind of wired in her. From My mom grew up uh, in a military family. My grandma was uh, an officer's wife, which any of you that are listening that are military know there's a lot that falls on the officer's wives to do these type of things. And so it was kind of ingrained in my grandma and ingrained in my mom. And, and when my mom found a church that seemed to do what the Bible said on all of those things as well, that was huge. That's yeah. really was our buy-in and uh, to being active again. 
That's amazing. So, Steve, what what would you say to a family, to someone listening, that the thought of having someone into your house or it just terrifies them? Maybe right. their house they feel like is a mess or they hate cooking or right. so what, what do you it say? It comes to back someone? to a few of those things we already touched on. Right. You know, you don't have to cook. Right. Have people say, hey, grab some food and come over. And you don't, you know, baby steps. Grab some food and bring a lawn chair and we'll sit out in the yard. You know, we'll have a picnic. And you could do that in the front yard. You could do that in the backyard. Like, do it. It doesn't have to be. Everybody wants to be, thinks they have to be Martha Stewart um, <laughs> to entertain or to have people over. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be that. So much of it's just about spending some time together. It also doesn't have to be. Um, it's okay for it just to be a meal. It doesn't have to be a, a, a big extravagant thing with an icebreaker and a, right. and a big yeah. game and a family Olympics. Or, you know what it, right. We, we as humans, we especially as Americans, we let that stuff sm- snowball. We just connect all these things when really it's just about maybe breaking bread together. Right. Have a meal. So, yeah, I would say um, think small to start. Um, don't let space be an issue because you've got a yard. And if you don't have a yard, you probably got a park close by somewhere. You know, grab some yeah. food and and, a, and your folding chairs, and we'll go eat at the park. Right. Sunday night. Yeah. And just or Wednesday night or Tuesday, whatever it may be. Um, so start small, I think, and, and kind of build to that. But also use your strengths. Like I, I said already, my wife loves to cook, loves to bake. So she she will think. Essentially, we went through a time period pretty much before COVID where we had a pretty good system. She just made a bunch of food on Sunday. And we just kind of challenged ourselves to see if we could get enough people over to our house to, to eat it. eat the food. So, yeah. I mean, you just kind of have to take a different approach. And that was, again, with us thinking we didn't really know if we had the space for it. Um, but so we had a table outside and we grabbed folding chairs and you make it work. Um, the other thing is, is I think... We often, we let that fear, oh, I don't know, my house isn't in the best shape. My house isn't. Most of the time, that's us putting that on ourselves. Yeah, most of the time, if we're being honest, not many people care nope, either. Exactly. <laughs> the, or just, notice. Just being invited over outweighs so much right. of that other stuff. It's not yeah. like, there's a joke in our family. We did have a function one time and I didn't, I ran out of time before I weeded. And my wife said something and it turned, and it, uh, turned into a whole thing, a big joke with everybody there because I was like apologizing that I hadn't weed eaten. Nobody would have noticed that. <laughs> no, but no, it, it, you know, it was stuff that right. I put on myself yeah. that my wife was worrying about. So those type of things um, don't let them be a hurdle because yeah. you can you can jump those things right. really easy. And the return again is so good for the people you have over, but it's so so important for for your household, whether there's just you in the house or there's an entire family, it's gonna uh, strengthen you. I, I truly believe. I, Steve, after I moved uh, here and began working at this church, uh, just a few months in, I was invited to someone's house for what they told me was a brown bag, brown bag dinner. Okay, it's like, all right. So I went to our local Taco Casa, picked up a couple of items, took it there and when I walked in uh, the wife of the house looks at me and is like oh what's this what'd you bring it's like my food <laughs> it's like little did I know that she had already prepared a whole meal 
and I'm walking in with my fast food meal. So I just threw it in the oven to keep it warm. And I, I remember leaving that night and that thing was still in the oven. I was not going <laughs> to grab it. I was so embarrassed because I was told, you know, brown bag dinner, I bring it. And then, no, nope, there's a meal prepared. Uh, but who cares? Who yeah. cares? It, it's just, it's like we've said with our family devotionals, with our personal Bible study, with raising teenagers, do your best. Yeah. Do your best. Do something. something. Do Get something. started somehow. Right. And it's okay to piggyback off of, I, and this is hard. I don't know the right way to say this. It's okay. So Super Bowl parties that go on like crazy. And yes, that interferes with evening church. But you're still looking for something to do after evening church if you've attended a service that was going on at that time. Um, March Madness going on right now. If people are getting together to watch games, that's a great time, kind of that gateway into hospitality, um, is to to have people over for that type of stuff. So yeah. um, it doesn't always have to be, hey, come over for a devotional or things like that. Definite, in fact, sometimes it's more effective if it's not, if it's right. just really yeah. building some relationships. Um, so that's huge. The other thing I would say is a great hospitality, I think, that our church provides um, when you think about it, we have a moving ministry. We have people yeah, here that get fantastic. together just to help people move. Right. That's There are so many little bits of ministry that it's not having people to your home, but it's still hospitality yes, in its truest for form. Sure. So if you're maybe not ready to open up your home and to turn things upside down and, and have your first get together, look for those little things like a moving ministry, like a um, there's ministries that get people to and from doctor's appointments and just kind of those type of things. That's, that's hospitality. That again. is. It's truly uh, the best way to do it. So, so again, if you're not quite ready, uh, maybe you don't have a family and, and so having people over is not your thing. Look for those type of service opportunities just to keep that fire burning for hospitality so that down the road when you're in a position to, to have people into the home, you've built a pattern of behavior that that lends itself to that. Right. Absolutely. Those are all fantastic things. And we hope uh, that this podcast will help you if you're wanting to have always wanted to start being more and more hospitable within your family, within your home. And we hope and pray that this podcast will be a, a benefit to you. And as always, we thank all those who continue to listen uh, week after week. And we hope that you would, uh, that you would share our podcast with your family, with your friends. You can find it pretty much anywhere that you get your podcasts. Steve, anything else? I think uh, I would just say in closing, and, and it's just one more verse, and there are all kinds of things. I would encourage you to study the scriptures, dig into hospitality. But uh, for me, in closing, Matthew 25 and 40, uh, and the king will answer them, truly I say to you, who, whenever you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. I think that in and of itself comes back to what Zachary said about that greatest commandment uh, and the second greatest commandment. But but that's what it's about. When, when we do these things for each other, um, yeah. do everything as if we're doing it for God and, and things will come out okay. Absolutely. Well, thank you all for listening and we'll talk to you again.